He's the one worthy of all the praise. Come on, he's King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh, he is Alpha and Omega. He is beginning and the end. He is first and the last. Amen. And his name is Jesus. Praise the Lord. How many know that our mission is fishing? Amen. I, I was the other day, Brother Walden and I, he, we're always talking about fish, you know, where we're going to go fishing. And he said, he said, my son or grandson or somebody had gone down to the dam and he said they were catching 40 and 50 pound catfish. Now some would say, oh, I don't know about this. He's, and then he come the, the next, he said, let me show you the hooks that we're using. Now that's a big old hook. That takes a lot of bait. Put on that hook. Takes a heavy line and a heavy pole. Amen. To pull in anything from that hook. And I believe a man fishing with that hook. Amen. Goes with purpose in his heart to retrieve something big. Amen. I believe today that our mission is big. Amen. I said our mission is big. This is not a little mission. This is a great mission. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I give honor to all of those that so faithfully give. And this, this needs to be said even before getting into the word uh, at General Conference this year. There is a uh, new work, a work that is growing rapidly in Beirut, Lebanon. And our church gave $1,500 to the building of a new mission there that is happening in Beirut, Lebanon with colleges and schools. Amen. And we're excited about what's happening there. Praise the Lord. We need to get excited about the work of the Lord. Amen. Get excited about what God is doing in the last day. Because God, amen, God wants to save people. Amen. But the church needs to work. Amen. That we see people saved. Praise God. It is His will. Praise the Lord. Amen. I give honor today to all of those that are here at the house. Amen. Our guest, we give you honor. We thank you today for coming to the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you for being with us. Amen. We are so glad that you're here. This couple in the back have come up from Walnut, Mississippi and stopping here and going there. And when they were, they were at my friend, Brother Jesse Contreras. Amen. I'll tell you, you probably rather hear him preach than me. Amen. But that's a great man of God that I love very, very much. And uh, oh my, we're going to have church today, aren't we? How many know that the presence of God is reciprocal? And the things that God's, God does and ministers in our life, most times it is reciprocal. And I, I'm going to give you an example. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Turn from their wicked ways. He said, I will hear from heaven. Amen. That God would move. Reciprocated. If you'll do this, I'll do this. And some would say, well, that's Old Testament. He said, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I don't know about you, but I need to hear from God today. Praise God. I need to hear from God today. Amen. You know, we, we, we hear it said, Lord, let your anointing flow in this place. Let the, let the presence of God just minister and touch hearts and souls and minds. But let me, let me remind you that the presence of God is reciprocal. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. If you want to have the presence of God anoint a congregation and anoint ministry, amen, singers and musicians and worshipers, let me tell you today, amen, that has to go to God. Amen. We've got to pour upon Him our praise and pour upon Him our worship and pour upon Him all that we can give. Do you hear what I'm saying? He inhabits the praises of His people. And if we'll pour out, He'll, he'll answer it. He'll pour back out. I don't know about you, but I need a touch from God today. Oh my, I could preach this for a little while today. How many in this house need a touch from the Lord?
How many, how many here need a miracle? Need God to move in a situation today to, to change it? Well, let me tell you how to open the door of your miracle today. If you pour yourself out in praise and worship and honor and asking, you'll find that God will answer your prayers. But if you don't want Him to move, just sit there. Just don't do nothing. Put your hands in your pocket and watch the preacher. But if you need a situation to change in your life, then you need to pour yourself out. Like Mary that broke the alabaster box. Oh, could we lift our hands right now and just love Him. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm not talking about a quiet prayer. I'm talking about for a moment, let's pour ourselves out and ask Him, Almighty God, we love You today. You are a great God and a holy God and a righteous God. Lord Jesus, You are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are Alpha and Omega. Oh, you're the beginning and the end. You're the first and the last. And Lord, today we pour upon You our praise. Lord, today we pour out our worship. We give unto You adorations, but because we know, Lord Jesus, that You are worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, now let's give the Lord a hand clap in this place. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, I want to go to the Word for a little while this morning. Praise God. We are going to Psalms 73. Amen. I'm sorry, Brother Josh, for not having this before now. The truth is, I was trying to find a title for this today, and I just, I'm just going to preach today and just let it be. How about that? Psalm 73. Let's go to verse 1. The Bible said, Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as of our, as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain. And violence covereth them as of a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. And they have more than heart could wish. Go to verse 12. It said, Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world they increase in riches verily I cleansed my heart I have cleansed my heart in the vein and washed my hands in innocency innocency for all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning in verse 16 it says for when I thought to know this it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou casteth them down unto destruction. Young folks, listen to me. How are they brought into desolation as in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors? Today I don't have a title. I just have a message. We're going to let the Lord preach in this place. Could we? God, we love you today. We give you adoration and praise and honor and glory. We magnify you, God, from the depths of our soul. We give you honor and praise. I pray, Lord, that you visit with us, God, and not just visit, but, Lord, you impart to us through the word, God, that you speak unto us, God, with your spirit. 
And Lord, you do the work because I can't do it, God. You're the heart changer. You're the mind remaker, Lord. You're the situation uplifter, Lord. You're, Lord Jesus, you're the one that is able to do all things, God. We ask you, Lord, have your will and your way in this place, in our hearts, in our minds. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated today. Praise the Lord. Psalm 73 was written by the psalmist Asaph. And Asaph, in the word of God, penned many psalms. And how many know that psalms are simply songs? Amen. The psalmist Asaph is pouring his heart out, amen, in song unto the Lord. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to the point that you've poured your heart out unto God. I believe that you have, and I, I will tell you today that I have too. Amen. I have found out that whether I believe that I have received an answer or not, there is always something about pouring your heart out to God. Amen. That God will minister unto you. Amen. And he'll speak unto you and he'll lead you and guide you in a firm direction. Praise God. Amen. As a matter of fact, I would say this. God hears every prayer you pray. Amen. If he notices every idle word and we will be judged by every idle word that's spoken, then know this, the God, amen, that we serve hears our prayers and knows our petitions that we lodge before him. The psalmist Asaph is pouring his heart out, amen, in this song to the Lord. And I want you to hear how the beginning of it goes. Amen. He, he, he is, his very first summation in God is this. God is good. Amen. To Israel, even to such as of are a clean heart. In other words, he began the song like this. God is good. Amen. We love that saying around Praise Temple. And even I submit around the church and we say that a lot. God is good. And what do we say when somebody says God is good? All the time. Amen. We know today that God is good. And when I look around in this place today, there's no doubt that God is good. Amen. Today, uh, I, we could be going to a funeral today. We could be in the hospital today. I mean, we could be having surgery today. But God intention for us today, amen, that you and I would be in the house of the Lord worshiping and praising God and magnifying the King of kings and the Lord of lords today. I want you to see for a little while the goodness of God. Oh, come on. God is good. He's good. Praise God. That's the way Asaph begins the song. God is good. Amen. How many know that we serve a good God? David said, I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. His name is good. There is no name. Amen. No other name given unto men under heaven whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus. Amen. He is not just El Shaddai and El Elyon and Adonai. Amen. He is not just wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. He is not just Jehovah, Jehovah Shalom, and Jehovah Mekadesh, and Jehovah Zidkanu. Amen. He is, he is not just Elohim. Amen. But his name is Jesus, and we know who he is, and we come in this place today because we recognize who he is. Let me tell you today God is good. Amen. How do I know that God is good? Because He's given me revelation, understanding of the name of Jesus Christ. And I know that it's by that name and by the power of that name and by the authority of the name of Jesus that I am made whole. Oh, listen to me today. You are saved according to the name. You are healed according to the name. The dead are resurrected according to the name. God changes your situation according to the name and that name is the name of Jesus hallelujah he's not just father son and holy ghost all of these three are one 
And his name is Jesus. He's the Father in creation. He's the Son in redemption. He's the Holy Ghost in regeneration. Let me tell you who he is today. His name is Jesus. Amen. There is nobody else that can change your situation than Jesus. There is nobody else that can change your direction than Jesus. There's nobody else that can loose you from your bands of death other than the name of Jesus. There is nobody that can change your situation from death to life other than the name of Jesus. There is nobody that can deliver you out of the mouth of the lion other than the name of Jesus. It is Jesus that has made you free. It is Jesus that has liberated you. It is Jesus that is so my. Let me tell you today, God is good. How good is he? He lets you know what his name is. Hallelujah. Oh my, we need to understand today. Praise God, we're people of the name. Amen. We are people of the name. We serve a good God. David said, I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. His name is good. David goes on to say, hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Amen. Let me tell everybody about loving kindness. Loving kindness in kata is the word kata. Amen. That is put into English. And it means intense, overpowering, out of measure, beyond comprehension. Let me tell you today about the goodness of God and about the mercy of God. Today I'm going to submit it to you in the place that you're sitting. We have an idea of the mercy of God. We've got a good knowledge of the mercy of God. Amen. We have a fair understanding of the grace of God. But let me tell you something. His mercy goes further than you ever believed that it would. His grace is bigger than you ever imagined. His loving kindness goes beyond anything that you ever could have known. Let me tell you something about the mercy of God. Amen. The Bible tells us in Psalms 86, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them who call upon thee. Amen. How good is God? He's so good. Amen. That if I repent, he is just and faithful to forgive me of my sin. I want to submit unto everybody in this place. You're not too far gone. Your sin is not too great. Amen. Your, your failure is not too powerful in your life. Amen. That it should take you. But you serve a God that's bigger than any situation you would face. And any failure you would make. Amen. And God is able to reach down in your life. And he's able to reach down in your failure and save you. A few years ago, we received a call about my Uncle Chip Cook. That was my father's brother. Amen. Chip was a, a good man, but he struggled with a lot of issues in his life. And in his younger life, he was baptized in Jesus' name, but he drifted away from God. In his later life, because of things taken upon himself and habits, amen, he was determined to have lung cancer with just a few days left in his life and calling out to the brothers and family. Amen. And they went there and visited with him. And, and Tip began to weep and cry in the hospital room. And tears were flowing down his face. Amen. And he looked at them and he said, Oh, he said, if I just would have known. They began to pray. He said, if I would have known the goodness of God. If I, if I would have known how merciful God is. He said, I'm telling you, we could have had a good time worshiping the Lord together. And in that room, there were three men. Brother Dan Denny, Brother Dwight Cook, and my father, Brother Hank Cook. Amen. They looked at my uncle, Brother Forbes, in his deteriorated state. Amen. They could not lift his hands, couldn't lift his arms. 
couldn't do anything for God other than just exist in a hospital bed mere hours from dying. Amen. And they looked at him and said, Tim, amen, you can receive the Holy Ghost right now. They said, God can save you in your condition that you're at right now. And he said, oh, I just want to lift my hands. And one went around one side and got hold of an arm. And they lifted it up. And another went, went around the other side and they lifted it up. And they laid their hands upon him and begin to pray and in just a moment God filled that man with the Holy Ghost and he saved him literally hours before his death let me tell us that's the job of the church that somebody get on one hand and somebody get on oh somebody get on the other hand and we connect somebody to Jesus Christ let me tell you this world will never know the mercy of God If we, the church, are not merciful. Amen. Our job is to connect mercy to people. Did you know that? Psalms 100 tells us, For the Lord is good. His mercy, it endures forever. Amen. Psalms 23 tells us, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Lamentations 3 said this, I This I recall to my mind. In other words, this I make myself remember. This I bring it to my... I don't know about you, amen, but I have been like David in my life to when I've had to encourage myself in the Lord. And I've had to bring myself to the promises of God. I've had to open the book and to examine. I've had to remember what God has performed and where he's brought me from. I don't know my preaching to somebody. Maybe I'm just preaching to old brother Cook. Amen. But let me tell you, he said this, I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Amen. I remind myself, it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because he is compassionate. Amen. Let me tell us today, you serve a compassionate God. Let me tell us something today. To some that will not mean anything. Amen. But let me tell you this. If it means nothing to you, then you didn't know what bad shape you were in. If it means nothing to you, you don't know the direction you were going fully. Amen. You must understand today, I was bound for a devil's hell. I was lost and undone. I was sin sick and I was dying without sin. If I had drawn my last breath in my unrepentant situation, I would have died and gone to hell. But out of God's mercy, God preached to me and I remind myself every day that the hour of mercy came and it knocked on old brother Cook's door. Let me tell us today, you need to remind yourself of the mercy of God. You want to know why you got a problem worshiping? Because you forget the mercy of God. You want to know why you struggle getting out of your seat and lifting your hands? Because you don't quite understand where God has brought you from. Hallelujah. When you understand the mercies of God. Amen. When you realize how, how bound for hell you were. When you realize how unregenerated you were. I want you to know. Amen. There's a realization and understanding. Amen. That out of God's mercies, I was not consumed. Amen. And God allowed, oh God. I remember as a young man, I remember the opportunities God had to take me home. Amen. Things I can't even tell my mother right now. Amen. As children and young men that we did. Amen. I want you to know, God in His mercy saved me. God in His mercy reached into my life. God in His mercy reached down in the old unregenerated state of Philip Cook. And He said, I'm going to save him. I want you to consider today, even as a sinner, the times that God spared you. You think about that for a moment. Amen. Think about that. Think about those times. Amen. That God reached into your life and he saved you. 
It meant physically before he saved you spiritually. He said they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. I, I want everybody to understand. Amen. We, we, we've got to get a good understanding today. Of the mercy and the grace of God. Of the loving kindness of God. God give us a revelation. A self revelation. Amen. Of exactly where I could have been. And exactly could have what, what could have happened in my life. I could be laying in a grave today. I could be an outcast from the church. I could be a drug addict. I could be a dope addict. I could be addicted to the things of this world. Having left the gospel. But God out of his infinite mercy. Reached into my life and he saved me. Oh some in here need to rejoice and you need to remind yourself where God has brought you from I want you to know today if you've been oh if God has shown you mercy in your life you ought to give him praise if God is oh listen if he's brought you out of a hard time and a bad <laughs> my God I want you to know that he saved me when he didn't have to He was not obligated to. But God is good. And the psalmist Asaph started the song. God is good. Amen. What a way to begin a song. Amen. That's got to be a sure hit. God is good. I would title it God is good. But the strange thing about the scripture that I've read into our hearing is this. Is immediately. Amen. The wording of the song begins to change. And he said, God is good. I recognize God's goodness. And then he goes on to say this. He said, but as for me. He said, my feet were almost gone. And my steps had well nigh slipped. When I saw. Let me bear on this just for a moment. I understand. The slipping of feet. Amen. In some of the. Some of the trying times of our life. I, I, not that we do it, but I understand it. When those trials pile upon us and, and, and they are so hefty that you weep before God. You need some relief from the situation. I understand in those moments, amen, how you could say, you know, I could be doing something different. Amen, I, I, I could be living out there in the world. Not under pressure like we're under pressure. And I'm talking today of the church. I mean, we live in a pressure cooker world. It's a fact. I mean, this old world is trouble. And everything to do with the world is trouble. Is anybody in here waking up last night from the storms? I would literally roll over. Hear the next one roll in. And I thought, God, surely... Everything that happens in the spiritual surely happens in the carnal. Amen. I want you to know that one would clear out. There would be a brief calm and here would come another storm. It would clear out and here would come another storm. It would clear out and it would come another storm. We would look outside there today. Amen. We could walk over today to the, to the door. Amen. I want you to know it's nothing like it was last night. I, I want you to see this right now. Amen. You see that? Ain't that beautiful? Amen. Sunshine and all of that. Amen. I don't know about you, but I like sunshine even in the summer. I ain't no fair-weathered Christian. But I want you to know today at round noon, they have forecasted more storms coming in. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible said praise Him even in the storm. Amen. So I want you to know today. Amen. I, 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 oh my. Amen. We'll think it's gone. We'll think all the problems out of here. We'll, we'll think we got nothing else to worry about. And all of a sudden, here comes another storm. I'm talking to the whole church. All of our lives, every one of us, it seems like one storm after another storm after another storm. Let me tell you something about a man named Jesus. That is the water walker that's able to walk in your storm. Step out on the bow and speak peace. I want 
you to know you've got the peacemaker and he's able to bring your storm into a calm and he's good. He's good. Amen. His mercies are renewed every morning. Amen. He said, but as for me, my feet were almost gone and my steps were well nigh slipped. He said this, not because of the storm that I had gone through, not because of trouble I had faced, not because of all of that. He said, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Hey man, let me tell you something. This man became jealous. You want to be lost, become full of jealousy and envy. This man became jealous. And he wasn't jealous of somebody else that was church folk. Amen. He was jealous of the ungodly. He said, my steps have nigh well slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. I want to tell the church this today. When you take your eyes off of him and you put it on them, we get ourselves into much trouble. Amen. Let me tell you today. Amen. We have a world of people. Amen. Whose own life is their universe. Everything must be about me. Let me tell you something. Everything must be about him. Not me. And let me tell you this. When you make you the center of your universe. Amen. The surrounding planets will be those individuals all around you. Let me tell us today. We need to make a rotation around the sun. We need to make the sun the center of our universe. We need to realize today. This man had begrown, Asaph had grown jealous and envious of the ungodly. Amen. Now, amen, he's taking his eyes off of God. God is good. God is great. God is wonderful. God's mercy endureth forever. Amen. God's power is great. Amen. God is omnipresent. God is everything. And now he goes this, but my feet at night well slipped. What a second verse. Amen. What a fickle second verse. Some would say, you're talking about the Word of God. Yes, let me tell you something that I've found about the Word of God. The Word of God tells me how fickle humanity is. Amen. Not just Asaph, but you and I. And humanity, let me tell you how fickle it was. Amen. On Palm Sunday, they were casting palms in front of Jesus riding upon the donkey and they were they were crying hosanna blessed be the king amen and then the next friday or thursday amen they were crying out crucify him crucify him amen the very same ones that wanted to bless him amen they wanted to crucify him why because of the fickleness of flesh amen in asaph asaph was a good man asaph was a psalm writer asaph was a man of god but asaph also was flesh so we find that in one breath he is praising god and in another breath he is he is complaining about his calamity and the troubles of life let me tell us this today you need to get your eyes off of your troubles you need to get your eyes off of your problems you need to get your eyes off of all that garbage and get them on God get them on the king of kings and the lord of law get them my god I'm telling you today you want your situation to change get your eyes off of people and get them on God amen Asaph the psalmist was writing a song amen he he, he was vaunting the glory of God and the goodness of God. And now he's got into, oh me, oh my. Amen. Now I understand. Amen. There's a lot of bad going on. Amen. And now the evil are being blessed and I'm not. Amen. Let me tell us here. The, the psalmist has gone from a casual glance at the ungodly to a microscopic examination of the people with worldly gains. Amen. So now he's gone from looking at them 
to now he gives an in-depth examination of who they are. Amen. How they're prospering. How they're growing. Amen. Let me tell you something today, church. Amen. We'll look at people. Amen. That have done wrong and people that are living ungodly. Amen. And you'll think, why does God just keep blessing them? And why does God keep having mercy on them? And here I am struggling and here I am giving it all up. God, let me tell you something. You got to look at the end of the situation. Amen. Away Saf has gone from looking. Now he says, oh my. Look at the blessings in this ungodly guy's life. Look at all that he's received and all that he's done. And my ain't fair. This is the eyes of the ungodly man. They're always crying fairness. We have a world today. And everybody today is saying it ain't fair. Everybody, it ain't fair. It ain't fair. Let me tell you today. You know what immaturity does? It always says it ain't fair. Ain't fair. You, you want to know Christian immaturity? Amen. Walk around saying it ain't fair. It ain't fair. It ain't fair. It ain't fair. I'm a victim. I've been done wrong. I've been victimized. I've been hurt. I've been wounded. Let me tell you something. Get your eyes off of you for a minute and get them on God. And I want to tell you this. You ain't been hurt near as bad as Jesus Christ was. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of his peace was upon us. And by his strife. Quit making it about you and make it about him. And your situation will change. This man now is going to microscopic examination. Amen. Church, when we take our eyes off of the prize, this old self is in trouble. Amen. God gave instruction to Lot. I want you to hear me. He said, escape for thy life. He said, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. I want to tell us today. Amen. Lot's next words were this. Okay, God, I'll go right where you want me to go. No, sir. No, sir. I think he learned something from his uncle Abraham. Because his, his uncle Abraham was commanded to get out of Ur and to get away from his family. And the Bible said that he took his nephew Lot with him. Now let me tell you, that's the problem with many of us. We want to get out of Ur, but we want to take a Lot with us. Amen. I want my lot. Everybody wants their lot. Amen. I want to be saved, but I want my lot. And, and God now is talking to Lot, the, the nephew of Abraham, and he's saying, get out of this place. And he said, oh, wait a minute. Don't send me to the mountain lest I die. God just told him, go to the mountain that you may live. Anybody else getting this? How many times have we struggled with this? Lord, you know I can't. Oh, yes, you can. If God says you can, you can. I want you to hear me today. Listen to Lot. I cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and I die. God just literally told him, go to the mountain that you may live. Slam, bam, full of faith, ain't he? He goes on to say, behold now, this city, he said, this city right over here is near unto, and it is a little one. Flesh always desires two things, near and little. Because your flesh knows and the devil knows that if you can get near to Lot, near to Gomorrah, then you can still be lost. Your flesh knows and the devil knows 
that it doesn't take a lot to be saved, just a little. So Lot says, just let me go a little ways. Let me tell us something today. You need to get sin out of your life and run from it with everything you've got and go to the mountain wherein you can be saved. There are too many people wanting to live one foot in the plain and one foot on the mountain. They want to live in God's blessing, amen, but yet they don't want to be too far from His cursing. We need to make up in our mind, church, amen, I want to live for God. I'm going to love God. I'm going to abandon flesh. I'm going to put some things aside. I'm going to press toward the mark. I'm going to get away from everything that will cause me to be lost. Flesh always desires near and little. Amen. Let me tell us today if we're not careful. Amen. We will always legitimize ourself and our sin with little. Amen. Just a little. Just a little. Uh, Let me tell us this in the sin. Amen. You can never justify sin in your life. As hard as you may try to rectify it, it will never ever work out. Amen. There is no situation bad enough. There is nothing ugly enough. There is nothing that can compass about you. Amen. That legitimizes sin in someone's life. Amen. But your flesh will tell you, I can only make it, you know, if I sin just a little bit. If I can have just a a few things in my life. I I live for God. I'll go to the house of God on Sunday. I'll lift my hands. I'll magnify my, I'll give my tithing. I'll sing the courses. I'll come to an altar. I'll cry tears of repentance. Amen. But on Monday, amen, I got to get out and I got to live a little bit. I got to get out and I got to do a little sin. I got to get out and I'm not getting far away from heaven, but I'm not getting far away away from sin. I got a word for somebody. You need to get out of that place. You need to run from that place. Amen. Like it'll take you straight to hell. You need to commit some things to God and say I'm going to live for God regardless of the cost. A little bit, a little justification of sin in my life. I mean, it doesn't work that way. I mean, Paul said this, forgetting those things which are behind. Everyone say forgetting. You're not going to forget it if it's in your closet. You're not going to forget it if it's in your chest of drawers. You, you, you're not going to. You're not going to forget it. I I was told a story one time of an alcoholic that was delivered from alcoholism. Amen. And God did a great work in his life. And he came to an old town. This was back in the horse and buggy days. Amen. God was doing a great work in his life. But after a little while, he began to struggle. Amen. With his old drinking problem again. And he went to his pastor. And he said, Pastor, he said, I don't know what's wrong. He said, here I am struggling with my old drinking problem. And the pastor looked out of the door of the congregation. He said, well, you got your horse hitched to the wrong post. He said, you got your horse hitched to the barroom post instead of the church post. Some of us need to change the place in which we're hitching posts. Amen. Where are you tying your horse to? You're never going to be delivered. You're never going to be completely loose. You're never going to be completely free until you make up in your mind, I want no more sin. Let me go a little further. When you get angry at your sin, when you hate your sin, when you despise your sin, you get delivered from your sin. myself to the Lord 
And I did like so many addicts. And I'm going to tell you today. Amen. There's a million different addictions. But it all boils down to addictions. I'm getting in everybody's pocket today. But it's all right. Amen. Let me tell you. I bet I threw a thousand dollars worth of cigarettes out my car window. I did. Roll my window down. I would say, I'm done. I'd flick them things out. Amen. I would think I had it all taken care of. And then in my weakness, I'd ease back in, find me another set. Amen. I'd go down the road again. I'd throw them out. Amen. I, I, I was talking with Brother Danny. He, he struggled the same thing. He said, he said, I found myself, he said, pulling the car over, running back up the highway and digging in the grass to find something I had thrown away. We can laugh at that. But I'll submit you've done the same thing. It might have been something different, but you've done the same thing. But let me tell you something. When I got aggravated enough at my sin, Brother Josh, when I got tired of it enough, when I realized that I was going to go to hell because of that sin in my life that I refused to give it up, I want you to know that I made my way back into a prayer room with nobody in the church. I locked that prayer room door and I determined in my life that I was not going to get up until I had deliverance. Brother Nathan, this old boy didn't crawl out of that room immediately. Amen. There was hours of prayer and crying and tears. Amen. But let me tell you, when it was all over, amen, I left that place and I've never been back. Let me tell you this. Some of you need to leave the sinful places of your life. Some of you need to make up your mind you're going to live for God. Some of you need to become absolutely apostolic. Oh, let me tell us today. We need to make up in our mind I'm going to live for God. I'm going to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And it's going to cost me. And I'm going to lose some things in the flesh. But in the end, it's worth it. Hallelujah. This man here, Asaph, he was praising God one minute, lamenting to God his next about the problems that he was going through. Amen. We've got to forget some things which are behind us. You need to burn some bridges. You need to leave some things. Too many today are trying to live with one foot in the world and one foot living for God. Let me tell you, you're going to be of all men most miserable. Oh, let me tell you, you're going to cry tears of hurt and wounds and pain. You're going to say, I can't live it. I can't do it. I can't make it. Amen. Let me tell you, until you get both feet out of that place and both feet living for God, you're going to struggle with your life until you die. I know God is good, but I know this flesh feels good also. Church, listen. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. The idols of the Egyptians or the God of your fathers. You need to figure out who it is that you're going to serve. Amen. I'm going to tell us today in order to receive some spiritual uplifting, in order for us to mature, in order for us to come to a place in our life that we can hear the voice of God clearly. And I'm telling you, this echoes in my mind. And there are many today that are in this place and you're saying, I can't hear God clearly. I can't hear Him clearly. I'm trying to listen to the voice of God, but I can't hear Him. Let me tell you, you're not going to hear Him living in in Sodom and Gomorrah. You're not going to live, you're not going to hear him living in the plain. You got to make up in your mind, I'm going to get out. Oh my, I'm telling you today how to communicate with God. Amen. The Bible said God won't hear a sinner. Amen. You got to make up in your mind unless you're repenting. God ain't paying much attention. Some would say, well, that's hard. That's Bible. That's Bible. You gotta leave some things. We gotta leave some things. I know we don't like talking about loss. I know we hate loss in our lives. Let me tell you how you know that you have reached spiritual maturity. When you bend your knees before God and you begin to pray, God, and if it's not in your will that I have it, then take it away. And then watch. We need to leave some things. 
that are bothering us, that are influencing us, that are stopping us from what God is trying to impart unto us. Elijah left his oxen. Did you know that? Elisha. Elisha left, he left his oxen. As a matter of fact, that yoke of oxen, he didn't just leave them. He didn't give it to somebody to borrow. He didn't set it aside, amen, and say, I'll come back to it. The Bible said that he slew them. Amen. He took the, he took the plow. Brother, Brother Nathaniel, he, he built a fire and he had a barbecue. That's right. You want to know how to get some things out of your life? Have a barbecue. Burn your bridges. Make up in your mind, this is not going to bother me anymore. Joseph left his garment. The disciples left their nets. Abraham left his family. Israel left Egypt. The cripple left his cot. And Lazarus left his grave. When you make up your mind to live for God and quit paying attention to what everybody else is doing, let me tell you something. You'll get out of that old grave that's got a hold on you and you'll start living for God. Get out of that grave. Get out of that dead place. Get out of that unregenerated place and let the glory of God Joseph told his brothers this. He said, regard not your stuff. I like that. Anybody got any stuff? Ain't no hands lifted. Yeah. I know why there ain't no hands lifted. Ladies, you got a lot of shoes. Men, you got a lot of hats. You want me to go on or just move on? Yeah. I walk in my wife's closet. Oh, she's going to whip me for this. I have to go in there and turn around like this right here and get my tie off a little old tie rack and ease back out that some shoe don't fall on my head. <laughs> Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Brother Forbes, they got the same thing at your house, ain't you? You need to take authority in your home, brother. I ain't brave enough to do that, but I'll let you do it and tell me how it goes. <laughs> Joseph told his brother, he said, regard not your stuff. Brother Bogle, the problem is we love our stuff. We love our stuff. We love our stuff. Until we get tired of the things that are keeping us from the glory of God in our life. We'll stay in that same place. We'll be just like Asaph. We'll know the goodness of God. But yet we will. We will look at other people. We'll have jealousies and envies and strife and things. That are going on in our life. Anybody got a phone in here? Oh everybody's got a phone in here. Somebody let me use their phone. Jess, you got your phone on you. I'm not picking on Sister Madison. I like that. Can't even find it. You're like me. There it is. Blank it out. I don't want to see nothing on that. Locked up. All right, good deal. Don't want to see nothing on there. I'm kidding. I didn't know if she had a picture of her boyfriend. Okay, you see these things right here? Let me tell you this. These things anymore, we don't own these. These things own us. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I'm telling you these things own us to the extent. Does anybody in here have Facebook? you do just raise your hand it'd be all right there'd be a bunch of us raise them high stand up let's put ourselves under conviction today my own mama
pastor's got one too. So I'm, I'm playing. Can I tell you something the Lord told me? If the first thing you reach for in the, in the morning is your phone, you've got sacrilege going on in your life. Did you know this was a problem in the early church and it was called out? Let me, let me preach to us for a moment today. If you flick to Facebook first before you flick to the Word of God, you need to consider some things. Why? Because he said, I am to be first. He's the first. He's the last. Do you want to know what God wants in our lives today? I'm not, I'm not picking too hard on everyone. You can be seated. The problem is this has been a gradual shift in us. If we were to take the 1990 Philip Cook and plant him in 2023, I would be flabbergasted at, at what has become accepted in society and has trickled into the church. Now let me tell us today, we're wondering why we have a problem hearing from God. And this is where it goes to. I, I can't hear from God. I can't hear from God. I can't hear from God until, well, maybe I don't need to hear from God today. Maybe God don't have a word for me today. Maybe God doesn't have direction for me today. Let me tell us all, God's got direction for you every day in your life. And if you don't read the word of God and if you don't pray, you are never going to know the direction. And if the only direction you're getting is from your pastor on Sunday morning and Sunday night, I want to tell you, you're in bad trouble. You need to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But listen, you want to know why Asaph was having all this trouble in his life. He had Facebook. And he looked. He said all these guys. And let me tell you something. Somebody showed a post the other day. I think it was my wife. Did She said I want you to look at this. And it was a man that had his camera. And a toilet bowl lid. And his hand reached through that. And he was holding a picture of Hawaii up. And then showed the snapshot of it and you would have never known the man wasn't landed in a jumbo jet in Hawaii. And then the caption was, don't believe everything you see on Facebook. But if you're not careful, you'll look around at the faults of men and women. You'll look around at the blessings of the wicked. You'll look around at everybody else. And pretty soon you struggle living for God. I hope this is okay today. Get your eyes off of people. Joseph told his brethren, I'm, I'm getting finished. He said, regard not your stuff. He said, he said, don't regard it. Leave it here. Just chunk it in the desert. You don't need it anymore. Oasaph said that when he looked at the prosperity of the wicked, when I thought to know this, he said, it was far too painful for me, for me in my flesh. I just couldn't figure it out. I don't know why. He said, because I know what the word says. If we'll give back to God, he'll give to us, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Let me tell us that godly concept <coughs> always applies in our life. If you give your tithing, if you give your offering, if you give your life to God, you are going to live a blessed life that you can't outrun unless you just throw your blessing out the window. Amen. But then he said this, until I went to the sanctuary of God. Stand with me. He said, then I understood their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou casteth them down into destruction. These people that had so much, these people that had all the money they needed, these people that had the new car and the, the flashy watches, and these people that had all of that. Amen. Asaph realized that God set them in slippery places because of the wants of their heart. 
their priorities were mixed up and they thought it was land and money and houses. But let me tell you something. God told the church at Laodicea, He said, you think you're rich and have need of nothing. He said, when in fact you are wretched and poor and miserable and blind. Let me tell us today this. There's going to be a lot of poor folks make it to heaven. Amen. You want to know why? And I will tell you this. That if you give those things that are God's, God will always bless you. And he'll always make sure that you have everything you need. Brother Walden, I never have to worry about the blessings of God. He said... God has put them in slippery places. Thus my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my reins. He said, so foolish was I and ignorant. He said, I realize now, having looked at that and understood, he said, nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden my right hand. In other words, in all of my poorness, and all of my hurt and all of my problems and all of those things that I have, all the wicked have is their money. But I have God. I've got Him in my life. Come on, I'm talking about having Jesus. I can, I can, I can take my troubles to the Lord and know that God is always there and He always listens and He always hears my petition and I'm telling you the old flesh says you know I don't, I don't play a lottery but the old flesh says you know if you just win a lottery and we could build big things let me tell you something we're going to do it in the orderly way the godly way amen we're going to let God build and God add daily to the church such as should be saved God will bless and I know then that the things that we struggle to make and the sacrifices that we do that God will bless it all because we've made up in our mind to get the world away from us. David said it like this. <clears throat> the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. He delighteth in his way. He said this. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I know this, that if I live for God with everything that I have, Sister Madison is going to be alright. And there's going to be times in my life that I question, why in the world is this happening? Why am I going through this situation? Why are others blessed and I'm not? God's got me by the right hand and he knows He's going to walk with me. He's going, to, he's going to take me down roads that I never knew I would go. He's going to show me things I never would have understood. I, I'm telling us today that the walk that we have for God and with God and through God is far better than any wretchedness of this old world that would we would perceive to be as good. Let me tell us today, we need to walk with God. We need to walk with God. He said, I have been young and now I am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Now let me tell you, Asaph ends the song so beautifully. He started out, God is good. But I fell in my soul when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. But then I saw this, and I saw this, and I saw this, and now I realize that God really is good. You hear what I'm saying? He ended the song on the same note that he began the song. God is good. Let me tell the church today, God is good. He's so good. His mercy, it endures forever. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. 
His mercy is renewed unto me every day. Oh, come on, lift our hands today and just love the Lord Jesus. I wonder today, could we find a few moments to slip away to an altar and just say, God, I I need some help getting some things out of my life. God, I need today to be reassured of your blessing and your goodness. Hallelujah. There's not a single one of us that are above this. God, your goodness and your mercy, they are so great. Sing a chorus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, let's talk to the Lord. Invite everyone to the front to pray. Praise God.